again for my sake, could I have a show of that you're connected? Great, thank you very much. So um, I knew who we were because of what Jill said, but I think there's something psychological about, it just feels like a little bit more heartfelt for me to have it go back and forth a little bit as we begin this. So thank you for being here and having me as part of it. So I wanna begin uh, this instructional sitting with a short uh, exercise that will uh, maybe offer you some idea of how to um, practice uh, mindfulness, how to engage your awareness, um, <clears throat> maybe with the breathing. And that is uh, with your eyes open, uh, fix your attention, your eyes, on some object in where you're sitting, some maybe small object that you can just really, you know, focus on the corner of it or some point in it and hold your attention there fixed. Like you're not gonna waver from that point, just fixed, solid, continuous attention, just holding it there on that point without wavering, wandering off, just so you're just looking. And then as you do so, notice what's happened to your breathing. Notice what's happened to your chest or your body as you did that, or your head. Notice what it's like this way. And then you can relax that focus and take a deep breath or two if you wanna close your eyes and to kind of regroup and transition to the next exercise. And now find something else, maybe it's the same object even. And now <clears throat> keep it in focus, stay focused on it so you're not losing touch with it with your eyes. But this time, let your eyes float around the edges of it float to the different parts of it, sometimes from below, sometimes above, just like gently float around without any particular order, just randomly, just kind of take it in. So you're still taking in a particular object, but you're not holding your hands, your eyes fixed. They're floating on the object, which is closer to how the eyes will work on their own. And now notice what happens to what's happening to your breathing. What happens to your body now that's different than the when you were fixing your attention? So okay, so that's the end of that. The primary uh, purpose of that little exercise is to highlight that there are different ways of using attention and it's possible to fixate attention on something, whether it's the eyes or it's the inner perception we use for staying with the breath, or it's possible to have awareness not fixated, 
but to be relaxed, floating uh, on this particular place that we're object thing that we're focused on, but we're not fixated on it. We're kind of gently moving, floating around, taking it in different parts of it. And I don't know how it was for all of you, but for some people, when they fixate their eyes on something, just kind of really zero into their eyes and hold the gaze really tight, it tends to constrict the breathing. It tends to become more contracted in the chest or in the forehead, or it tends to be stressful. And when they let their eyes, eyesight just float on an object, kind of take it in, even if a small object, just kind of float around the different sides of it, the corners of it, the edges, the center of it. That uh, it tends to uh, support more relaxed attention. And sometimes people feel that their breathing now is released and breathing kind of flows more relaxedly. And so um, the, uh, some people, when they hear instructions on mindfulness, like mindfulness of breathing, will interpret it that they're supposed to fixate their attention in a tight, like laser, and just keep it there unwavering. And that tends to produce a stressful attention. It tends to actually create more stress in the system. It's possible to stay with the breathing, to somehow be limited the attention by just being with the breathing, but to allow the attention to float on the different sensations of breathing and the different sides of breathing, different aspects of breathing as they occur. All the physical um, sensations that come into play as you breathe and how they change as you throughout the inhale and how they change when you exhale and throughout the exhale the sensations themselves change and morph and appear and disappear. And the idea is to float on the changes, to float on their comings and going, to let your attention, your awareness kind of gently kind of roam around in it. The, um, some of you know the, the word vichara. It's one of the uh, ways of att attending to practice that develops stability, concentration, samadhi. And a metaphor the tradition uses for vichara is that, one metaphor is that of um, uh, uh, taking a cloth to polish a, a brass bell and just kind of your hand roams around it. Or another metaphor is that of a bee that kind of flies around a, you know, between different parts of the, of the different flowers and the plant. And um, so the attention doesn't hold it fixed, but it kind of moves slightly. And with the eyes, uh, probably most of you know this, that uh, the natural way of looking, if you're just relaxed, is for the eyes to constantly slightly move a little bit in the eye sockets. They just float, move, and take in the object from different ways. And, uh, and it's kind of unnatural to hold the eyes gaze in a fixed way for a long time. So the same with the inner life, this, the awareness we use to be present for ourselves inside, to have this soft, floating, relaxed, kind of just kind of moving with the experience, roaming around within the experience that you're focusing on. So with that as an introduction, we'll begin the meditation, mindfulness of breathing. And... Um, so, assuming a upright meditation posture, 
And if it's comfortable for you, you can gently close your eyes. If you prefer to keep your eyes open, you're welcome to do that. And this relaxed awareness is supported by a relaxed body. So you might take a few long, slow, deep breaths. And as you exhale, release the holdings of your body. Perhaps you can relax your muscles of your face. Softening in the shoulders. Softening in the belly. Letting your breathing return to normal. And for a few more breaths, relax, relaxing your body. Maybe as you exhale, relaxing the exhale, relax the parts of the body that are involved in exhaling. And also at the beginning of meditation, it's be helpful to check in to your thinking mind. Is your thinking mind very active or calm? Is there any pressure associated with thinking? Or is it, or you feel like you don't really need to think about anything? Any constriction or contraction in the thinking mind. Perhaps rather than letting go of your thoughts, can you quiet them? Relaxing the pressure or the tension associated with thinking.
perhaps very gently, have some quiet, calm thoughts where you give yourself a little instruction to begin mindfulness of breathing. So you give your thinking mind something to do that points in the direction of the practice we'll do now. And in practicing mindfulness of breathing, the attention goes to how the body experiences breathing. And finding some air in your body that seems like a favorable place to attend to your breathing. And then let your attention float around that area. Maybe it's the belly, maybe it's the chest, maybe the nostrils, maybe all of those. But let your attention float, roam around the experience of breathing. a kind of intimacy that's not tight or forceful. And then assume that the most natural thing in the world to happen is that your mind will wander off in thought and disconnect from your breathing. Thinking of it as natural, so you don't fight it or feel discouraged by it. Of course, the mind will wander off. And when you notice that's happening, gently float the attention back to your breathing. maybe even in a way that feels enjoyable. Float the attention back to where you're experienced breathing. 
and begin again with this gentle, focused floating of attention in a particular area where the body is breathing. Many things can occur while you're meditating. But stay close to your breathing. So it's the steady, stable thread that runs through everything. Let the breathing be the common experience that you keep coming back to.
Sometimes when you're lost in thought, you can notice how that there's a fixation of attention there that maybe even is stressful. Relax the fixations of the mind. Let the mind be soft. And keep coming back to your breathing. Trust your breathing. Trust mindfulness of breathing, one breath at a time.
the awareness floating on the breathing, on the sensations of breathing, so that awareness can take in, be aware of the variety of sensations that make up the experience of breathing. So awareness can take in the changing nature of breathing, floating on the changes. As you're mindful of your breathing, it doesn't have to be an exclusive attention on breathing. It can be a combined awareness of breathing and the awareness that floats along with the breathing.
Awareness floating on breathing in the way that you might float on water with gentle waves lifting you and you're floating on your back and gentle waves lift you and lower you. There's a continuous contact with the water as you float. Continuous contact of awareness and breathing as the awareness floats and the comings and goings of breath.
And as we come to the end of this sitting, take a few moments to notice if there's any ways that you're a bit more settled than the beginning. A bit calmer. Quieter. Or some form of stability is here. And if any of these are occurring for you, let that register, take that in. Almost as if it's nourishment. And as I ring the bell to end the sitting, see if you can stay close enough to the steadiness or calmness, stability, subtleness that you might have. So you don't lose touch with it quickly. You don't let it float away too quickly.
So a few things about mindfulness of breathing. It's often the beginning practice of a retreat. <clears throat> try to keep it simple as possible and to try to develop certain kind of uh, simple, steady attention here. Especially if we come to the retreat with a lot of concerns, a lot of agitation and spinning mind. Sometimes it's easy, it's just to have very simple, just to breathe with it all, breathe through it all. One of the functions of mindfulness of breathing is actually not to succeed at doing it, but rather the, the attempt to be staying with the breath can highlight how easily the mind is interested in other things how agitated the mind is in a way that sometimes it's hard to see if we're in the middle of a preoccupied mind. The um, analogy I like for this is if you take, a, uh, it happened some years ago where I was sitting on a edge of a little creek where I was very clear water and I couldn't tell if the water was moving. And so I took a little stick and I stuck it into the water um, vertically and then a little wake was formed on the edges of the stick and I knew there was a current but I couldn't see the current without the reference point of the stick and so the breathing can be that reference point and we can see aspects of ourselves that with more clarity than if we didn't have that reference point and so I like to say sometimes that Mindfulness of breathing works when it doesn't work. And what I mean is that if you're not able to stay with your breathing, that's not a mistake. That's just an opportunity to see more clearly the momentum, the currents of the mind, what's really going on with greater clarity. And that's good. And then as you see that that's what's happening, uh, always the question is, how can you be aware of it in a nice way? What would be a nice awareness? Um, what would, you know, certainly if you're upset, if you're aversive, if you are judging yourself negatively because you didn't succeed to stay with the breath, that probably gives a flavor to the awareness which is not very nourishing, not very supportive. But if you have more of the attitude, well, of course, this is what minds do. And of course, given the cause and conditions of my life, of course, it's concerned, preoccupied. And so they're kind of like, the awareness is in some ways kind of accepting, but not the kind of acceptance that says, okay, let's just continue with the preoccupation. The acceptance is like, oh, okay, this is how it is. Accepting that's how it is. Can I now, center myself back on the breathing, not as a rejection of how you were, but coming back to a center and always view the breathing as a center where you can be aware of many things from the center. You can look out in, in the periphery equally in all directions, but if you live on the periphery, you might not see across the other side of the circle. So staying at the center, you can kind of take it all in just with the breathing at the center. We are trying to cultivate some continuity with the breathing, but one form of continuity is that with continuity of 
coming back to it, coming back to it, starting over again, over and over again. So there's almost a, a rhythm. Your mind wanders off and it always comes back to the breathing. Then maybe it wanders off to something else, back to the breathing. Then there's a loud sound outside and then you go back to the breathing. Then there's an itch, back to the breathing. And so the breathing is the commonality, the, the home base we keep coming back to. And that's a kind of continuity of the sowing, uh, you know, the mindfulness into the present moment. And if you're relaxed about that rhythm, wandering away and coming back, it becomes a little bit like a massage where the mind is getting massaged and relaxed in, in kind of working that rhythm. You know, uh, if the mind wanders off, your contribution to that rhythm is to come back. And think of it more like a massage. Don't intentionally wander off to get the massage. But, um, but when you do, don't worry about it. Just notice it. Be content that you've learned something about yourself and then begin again with your breathing. There is a, a, an idea in this Vipassana circles that we often talk about having an anchor for the attention. Because otherwise, if it doesn't have an anchor, if a buoy on the surface of the water it does, is not tethered, then it'll float away in the current or the waves or the wind. And uh, so if you have an anchor, then the buoy or the boat won't float away. So this analogy I'm using of awareness floating on the experience, it can be a, a buoy that has a little bit of a long rope so that it kind of floats up and down on the water and it moves around in that small area, but it still floats gently on the comings and goings of the waves. And so, so it not doesn't easily wander off, you know, float away from what you're doing. So think of, you know, that's floating on the, some part of your breathing as a place where you're tethered or where you're dedicated or there's a devotion or a love or something that just keeps you there, an interest of uh, the meeting place of sensations of breathing and awareness. And that's where we're kind of beginning to cultivate the awareness, this mindfulness in that meeting place of awareness and sensations. And your job is to keep the awareness coming back to meet the sensations of breathing and then floating there and staying with it. Then we wander off then bring it back and slowly over time and let it be slow. Don't be in a hurry. Slowly your mind, your body will relax. The tendency to be distracted will go away. And your kind of your strength and stability to stay with the breathing will increase. But it can be slow. And, in, and you'll learn a lot about yourself in the meantime, about what kind of things grab your attention, what tricks you into trick you into kind of being preoccupied and lost in thought and your reactions and all, all that kind of stuff uh, will be highlighted. And that's great. That's part of the learning. 
And part of what we're learning not to be so caught in, so enamored with or reactive to, but just kind of this too can be held in awareness. This too we can be aware of. So I'd like to encourage you to, on this second day of the retreat, to continue with, when you're meditating, sitting meditation, it's kind of cultivating this, uh, exploring this, what I'm talking about here with the breathing. And then, um, and then outside of uh, sitting meditation, like a walking meditation, Maybe it's the same kind of floating attention, same kind of anchor with the feet and the legs as you walk or the, or the, um, you know, the physical sensations that come into play as you walk. When you're eating, maybe the meeting of awareness and sensations is in your tongue, in your mouth. Maybe when you're drinking, It's just the sensations of, of, of liquids touching your tongue, your lips. My first uh, experience that would kind of, you know, approach what can be called a realization experience in Buddhism was drinking tea. And the exquisiteness of just the tea, just the liquid touching my lips and going in my mouth and and something happened there and just the the simplicity of that contact that became, it became like the whole universe and something let go. Just here, present for your experience. If you want to keep practicing this cult, the continuity, stability, and steadiness, that's such a good foundation for what's going to come. Uh, one thing you might try doing is take a block of time, a sit to walk in a sit or a walk in a sit and a walk. And um, where you think of it as one continuous period of meditation. So it is not like you, you, after the sitting, you get up and go to tea and check, you know, I don't know what, your mail, did you, um, <clears throat> and then you decide to take a nap and then you eventually get to sit then a snack, but rather when you finish sitting, you just get up in a way that getting up and walking to the place where you can do a walking meditation is itself walking meditation. And you get to the place and you do your walking meditation. And then when it's time to come back, unless you have to go to the bathroom or something, you come back directly back to the sitting. So it really feels like isn't that uninterrupted mindfulness as best you can? Um, not forcefully and dutifully, but rather in a way that is kind of relaxed and floating and just kind of staying intimate and intimate meeting place of awareness and sensations. That's what builds continuity. And if you don't do that, then it probably what you're doing is building continuity with the wandering mind, which you've done a lot in your life probably. So it's nice not to do it. You know, nice to give, give yourself a break from that strategy. 
So thank you very much. I look forward to, I'll start with the practice discussion with a few of you, I think in a few minutes. And um, I don't know whether it's the custom in New Zealand for to take questions at the end of this instructional sitting. If it is, then Jill, Jill can tell me for me, we could do that tomorrow. It's my custom, custom not to do it, but um, I'm happy to do it if that's what the expectation is. And so uh, Jill will somehow let me know. So thank you all very much. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.